Yes. <laughs> the name of this shit here is Le Fleur, Le Fleur. The Fab Fine. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. See, help the scale to be the best, y'all. Yes, y'all. Five slam from east to west, y'all. Yes, y'all. Pound straight through your bubble vest, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yo, chest, y'all. Yes, y'all. Like a rumba, sarang, gun clap a number. One on the set, man, I cut you like lumber. Still play the back, I'm sorry, I'm the gear down to my underwear. Really Sweet. Well, I was hype until the four hours I waited for you to get ready, but. We are. We're recording. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it I always fucking laugh like that? I don't know, because you're as, a As hyena. soon as you say we're recording, I start laughing. You get all nervous. I do get nervous. I right. got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good, good night. night. I wish I had a tuner that I could just carry around with me. I wish I had a Fergie that I could just... Yeah. with a bag <laughs> on her head. Uh, what's up? It's episode 26 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, Heavy Breathing. <laughs> heavy petting. Heavy heavy breathing, heavy sipping. This is a year-end wrap-up and a decade wrap-up. Yeah, we did the, the whole New Year's Eve show or the New Year's Day show the other day, and we forgot to do a wrap-up sort of thing on the year and so i was reading entertainment weekly today it was like dude we got to do our wrap-up that's what people want to hear that's what they, definitely people don't know what to make about you know the year until we tell them how we feel about it how are they going to parse their year until we tell them how are it? they going to know whether or not what they saw was good or whether or not what they heard was good or yeah, anything i didn't like anything in 2009 i'm more of a fan of 2008 myself so you only liked the 2000s oldest i only like oh one and oh two so yeah. How about that? Man, uh, like so I think it's actually good that we waited because we're probably the last wrap-up show. We're probably the yeah. last ones. Save the best to Close last. Close the door on 2009 here. So, um, so well, we got some housekeeping. Yeah, g- give me 20 seconds. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. So this is dead air. This groove is still preparing for the show. Called him three hours ago and said get ready, and he didn't start until about fifteen minutes ago. So, what? Sorry to the viewers, listeners. Yeah. Okay. You're back. Is this a video podcast now? Are you? I'm no. Back and I'm good. I'm good. I'm here for good. Okay. What, I can't imagine what you got props or something. You care about <laughs> doing doing prop comedy, baby? It's gonna get real good over the airwaves. Just the sound <laughs> waves. Uh. Non-visual media. Let's see. Uh, so we got some housekeeping. Uh, yep. We got a uh, number one fan this week. We're going to give it. I don't think we've given it to this guy before, but he's a dude who helps out the show Surprise. a lot. What? Surprising that we haven't. Yeah, we may have, but it's time to do it again because this guy helps us out a lot. It's our uh, web dude who does all the behind-the-scenes posting of the podcast and everything. Kevin. Now, Kevin, uh... Kevin's birthday was the other day, so happy birthday to Kevin, number one fan in your honor. We did a sorry-ass birthday picture for Uh, you. It was miserable. I hope you didn't see it. He did. He saw it. He retweeted it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I haven't been on Twitter lately, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So props to Kevin. Happy birthday. Uh, Booyah. Booyah. Yeah. Booyah. 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 
Uh, also, uh, we talked about this last time, and we didn't put the links up. Uh, Clave has done an awesome poster of Season 2 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, and we're going to put those links up of that for this show. So, Clave, our illustrator buddy, thanks, buddy, for doing that. It's awesome. It's got it all drawn out, and all the embarrassing stuff we've done over the past couple months is on there. Yep. Uh, also... Just a shout out to a friend of ours that uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna say her name because we don't want to be putting people's personal shit out in public. But a friend of ours just lost her job, and so good luck finding a new job. Hope that you find something soon. Sorry you got laid off. Yeah, friend of the show. Um, there is a silver lining. More time to listen to this podcast. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, that's definitely what she wants to be doing while she's hunting jobs. Just Yeah, just get that unemployment and sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Listen to the year-end wrap-up. Well, probably by the time, you know, by the time you get a job, there will be another episode up, so. By the time you finish listening to the past three episodes, you'll have a new job. Yeah. The last three episodes will total up to be, like, you know, over seven hours, so. Yeah, well, we... We do wish you the best, and you were too good for that job anyway. Really, you know. Get out of there. Get out of there. You yeah. need. To, you should be running that company. Get the fuck out of there. I want you to put on your resume that you're applying to be CEO of the next company you you want to work for. Go I on, want for the your top. job. Put it on there. CEO. <clears throat> you should be running that shit. Uh, number one hater is every friend we've ever known. Uh, who are all hating on our friend Owen. <laughs> Us included. Boy, the hate has been flowing towards Owen. Owen's, Owen's not come to Greenwood because he, uh, he he has principles. So, uh, And he has been thoroughly mocked for those principles. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think any explanation can really do it justice. But it we can. Out, there's, a, there's been an email thread going on 22 emails later and Owen, Owen's been... He's been shamed. The, he's been shamed. dragged through the mud pretty bad, so... Just totally shamed. Uh, yeah. Wow, you just got louder all of a sudden, I think. Did I? Did you do something? No, I didn't do anything. Okay, well... It just got awesome all of a sudden. I got a feeling... Uh, okay, so... Tonight, tonight! Some bullshit so black guy pizza! Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Alright. <laughs> So we got the uh, this uh, whoa. There's a story that we left out of the last podcast. Oh shit! So Groove and I were out minding our business, playing some disc golf with our boys, with Grizzles and uh, Uncle Delaney, and a lot of people we talk about and on the show. Special guest Mikey Besson. Yeah, we were out playing some hard car disc golf with them, and uh, just minding our business. And these two. Uh, these two fat beagles come wandering <laughs> oh, up. These oh, two fat old beagles come old wandering beagles. up. And we're yeah. like, uh, man, what's these dogs doing out here? And uh, they, of course. they're well fed, so they're not strays. You know, they just, I don't know. We thought their owner was around. and we They didn't play. have collars on. And, yeah, I thought originally... <laughs> Oh, these must be. I wonder where the the person is that's walking them because a lot of people walk the dogs on the disc golf course. Yeah, Sometimes so on a leash. So we're playing disc golf and we're going along the course, and all of a sudden uh, there's like a crowd, there's commotion out in the street nearby us, and apparently these dogs are running back and forth through traffic. 
like five lane, like four lanes, and then the median, the turn lane. Yeah. Just out yeah. there doing high fives, giving each other high fives in the middle of the street. Just running through it. I, so I'm the one out of the group who's anti-dog in general. I don't like dogs very much. Everybody else is, just loves dogs, just wants Everybody dogs else has dogs. Up in their face all the time and loves dogs. And I'm the one who says, you think we should go help those people? Oh, bullshit. I was. Bullshit. I was the one. Do they need help? Oh, no, they'll be fine. The dogs are they out were, running. They were running in the street when we said they'll be fine. Cars are crashing into each other. No. And no. 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 Yes. That is that is so not it. That is well, not. Why don't we go over and these this late? No, 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 time out here. Uh, there was there were we the one hole that we were on is by a parking lot, and some people pulled in the parking lot, and there was this homeless looking girl too that was walking on the street. And they were they were trying to corral these dogs. And we go up, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're the next-door neighbors of the people who own these dogs. We think that we, we are. Think, we think we are because the dogs look just like the dogs that are in the backyard. We have a dog that likes to bark with those dogs in the backyard. We're going to go over to the neighbor's house, see if they're home, to get them to come back and pick up the dogs. And all homeless girl was, like, running on down the street to chase the uh, dog that had run across the street for good. And and that was the situation. They were going to get the people. She was corralling the dogs. And we were in the middle of a hefty 18 holes. And so when you said, do you think they need help? The logical response was, well, no, they've got it taken care of. There's nothing that we're going to do to add to this. Old girl they didn't have taken care of. They had it taken care of. That girl was getting hit out in the street by the... She wasn't getting hit out in the street. You are making oh. yourself... A little bit too. It figures uh, you would turn this story like this. <laughs> You're the one turning Listen, the story. You're twisting. listeners. I was the one who stood Email up and said, "Let's I do like the right thing." Stuff. Tell us who's right. We got I'm the one who stood up. How could they know who's right? They weren't there. Then we got three people who were okay. there. Well, oh great. Well, they, those people are shamed too because I was the only one that stood up and said we should do something. So no, they're gonna, you didn't they're gonna tell us we should do something. You said under your breath. You think they need any more help? And we're like, no, they don't need any more help. We go on to the next hole. Old girl has both dogs, and she's sitting at the parking lot and says, I need a phone. So we run back. Josh and I sprint back to the girl, phone in hand, great service, 3G coverage. And, and, then, and then you come behind. Now, granted, you were in this lead group here that goes back to this this girl and her. Let's not say lead group because the other two guys never came over. They came they, over after everything was. They done. finished playing the hole that we were on. Delaney, Delaney <laughs> and Mikey should be ashamed of themselves. We can agree on that. The hole they were on, and then we're sitting there holding these dogs to make sure they don't run away again. And Mikey is slamming his discs over his head, like waving at us to come back to the game. Yeah. Like we were on some sort of like, uh, you know, it was New Year's Eve. There was nothing else to do until midnight. And so he's that, over there waving us on. Like, like he's got he's, somewhere to be, like yeah. on a time frame or something, yeah. So so we get over there, and Josh calls animal control, which I'm thinking, these are two dogs with no collars on them. And he's going to call animal control, and God knows how many animal control stations there are in Raleigh. And how are these people ever going to get their dogs back? 
there's nothing, but there was nothing else to do. That was the sensible thing to do because if you lose your dogs, see, you're not a dog person. If you lose your dogs, first thing you're going to do is call animal control. Well, I just had imagined. I just imagined these dogs going directly to the gas chamber. No, not at all. That's not at all. Well, well, luckily, the people who were looking for them, the people who think they were their next door neighbors or whatever, come driving up in their car. And they take the dogs. So the thing that discouraged me about that is those people had a baby and two car seats. <laughs> so I, in my head, I'm imagining that these people were out looking for their lost baby, supposed <laughs> to be in the other car seat, and just saw these dogs. And I don't even know. I think those people stole those dogs. <laughs> I think they just wanted two fat beagles. Well, they wound up with those two fat beagles because they threw that empty baby seat in the trunk, which I thought they were going to throw the dogs in the trunk. And they throw the two fat beagles in the back seat with the baby, right? And and we're sitting there as we're walking away. We we think, oh wait a second, where's that other fucking baby? Where's that other baby at? at? And and they pull out, and no more than thirty seconds later, we hear a fucking car wreck. And yeah. we thought for sure these these good Samaritans stopping on the side of the road and hollering for these dogs. They got hit. hit. And, like, oh, no, the dogs are getting to the baby. Ah, clunk. But it really, might have been them. We never saw who got in the wreck. We did, too. We saw who got in the wreck because the wreck was further up the street. They went left. The wreck was to the right. Oh, okay. Because after the wreck happened, this big old Dodge, red Dodge truck dri- is driving away as fast as it can with half the fucking truck dragging on the ground. <laughs> and run. we say, holy shit, it's a hit and run. Two minutes after that, there's an ambulance driving to the scene of the crime coming from where the truck went. And then we're wrapping up our um, – we're this, on whole 16. I, I was like, man, I've done enough for people today. Forget yeah, that. That was – we, we were like, we need to get the fuck out of here because that shit is happening at this, this golf course. We get the whole 16 and we see two women on their back porch hollering at each other. Are you okay? You got and, electricity. There's no power in here. There's some – I heard – uh, the generator get blown out, and then I heard a fire truck driving up there, and and I look at Delaney. I said, "Should we correct them? Should we tell them what happened?" And he looks at me, and just goes, "No, <laughs> let him." My house is on let fire. Him, let him stay in the darkness, which was yeah. The people that, that had that took the dogs had gone to their neighbor's house and came back, and this woman she must work for CSI or something because she was like, "Well, the gate was open, so I think it might be their dogs." Might you think? The the neighbors weren't there, but the gate was open. They, do they, they normally leave their gate open and their dogs gone from the backyard? Do they normally leave many, that situation? I mean, how many old fat beagles can there be in your neighborhood? I don't know. You know, pretty sure it's those dogs. I don't know. They had a good dinner that night, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Lost a baby. You can see we put a picture up on the Twitter stream for I don't know, like their old stuff, and you can see Groove. Holding this terrified fat beagle uh, in his arms. It's a terrified fat man holding a terrified fat dog. I don't know why you're so distraught, but you're so scared. Know. Everybody was scared. It was a scary situation. It was scared. There's another picture that I've got as my background now of me smiling and holding the dog. So happy. The dog's not happy, but I'm happy. <laughs> that dog. Those dogs were not happy. They were trying to escape from their captors. <laughs> Well, so that's how we ended the the old year, by an unselfish act of absolute kindness. Yes. Yes. 
really what we did is we scooped in and took the credit for what that girl did. Yeah, she did. Most. Some random girl looked like she was running away from home, walking down the street, hollering at these dogs. She's probably you know, she, she might be listening. Uh-huh. She had her earbuds in, listening to her email. So, why do you think she was homeless then? Not a lot of homeless people have an iPod. I'm not. I don't know. She. I'm not saying she had an iPod. And I wasn't. I. You know, homeless is just a. You know, she just looked. You know, she was a little bit shabby. No. So. Well, you're the Terrible. one that that coined that homeless girl. I did not coin that. <laughs> you're the one who coined that. I didn't coin. You coined it when we got back home. You said, "Oh, homeless girl." No, I did not say that. Oh that god. was Josh. Oh my god. All right. Revisionist well, history. Oh god. All right. Well, should we go on to to the regular shit we do here? What? <laughs> Talk shit for two hours? <laughs> no, this was not going to be a long one. I can't. I can't handle you. Uh, I can't. Oh, I can't. You can't handle me. I can't handle you. I said it first. <laughs> All right. What you been listening to? Oh, we're starting out with that. Why not? Because that's not what we do, but. That's what fine. are we going to do? What else do you have uh, to talk about? I've been listening to the BS report, Bill Simmons report. That's what I listened to yesterday. Jigga hyped me to a couple of new podcasts, and I, after he left, I had to spend some time cleaning the house. No fault to him. The house was a wreck no matter what. We, we had people come over. I, all of a sudden, it looked like fall in what my house. fucking leaves? Mikey comes <laughs> over, and all of a sudden, there's piles of leaves in the house. Mikey is horrible at walking in and out uh. of the door. I, I've got two cats that are not allowed outside now, right? And and he just – I opened the door to get him to go in it's or like, out. Oh, there's a penny on the stoop. <laughs> Anybody notice this fruit outside? Have you noticed? He's, and then he got mad at me for getting mad at him. I mean he let the cat out once, and then even after the cat got out <laughs> – and his first instinct, the guy does not own cats. His first instinct, once the cat got out, was to chase the cat, which is <laughs> a horrible idea. <laughs> the cat was running away from him, like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, so from all the treading in and out of the front yard, that my, my entire living room was covered in leaves. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I don't even well, know. Well, you got leaves it. piled by the curb, which I'm guessing you're thinking somebody's eventually going to come and take those away, but I, I, I guess they're the not. Wind is going to come take those <laughs> away. Just, that's good mulch. That's, I'm just mulching the front of the yard. You need to spread those leaves back in the yard so you don't have to walk through them anymore. No, like, I think wow. what it's supposed to be, I think that I put them on the, on the grass. Mackenzie told me to put them on the street. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't think that anybody came to take him from the street, and I didn't want to be that neighbor that just put his problem in the <laughs> Now street. you're the neighbor that's just put it on the edge of his yard. Yeah. Well, it's not in the street. So you've been listening to the BS so, report. Yeah, so, so anyways, I listened to the Bill Simmons report yesterday, and it was the sports guy, yeah, from page two, ESPN, the magazine, ESPN.com. Um, and it was good. It's a good podcast. It's, um, you know, if you're into sports, then that's good to listen to. If you're not into sports, you might not. I mean, it's fun to listen to, but he I think a lot, a lot of stuff too. On some of them, he doesn't even talk about sports. Some of the ones he does. So, so but, I, was, uh, I haven't gotten to any of the other. So, yeah, there's that. What have you been listening to? I've been listening to a, a song that I've got hyped to this year that I didn't even. 
it, it's it comes from that that time of the early '90s hip hop when I that I really liked with all those uh, native tongues groups. It's called uh, La Fleur La Fly Escoshka by the Fab Five. I heard it. I think I put it on a mixtape, maybe. Maybe. But it's it's hype, man. I put it in the show. It's a uh, Fab Five was uh, there's this group called the Original Gun Clappers. And another group called you ever heard of Helta Skelta? Mm-mm. Well those the Helta Skelta was fairly popular. A little bit harder than some of those jazz based hip hop groups. Um mm-hmm. but sort of in the same vein. And I don't really know much about the original gun clappers, but they were on some some other label, not the label that De La Soul and everybody was on, but they sort of played with those guys and, you know, that sort of stuff. But this song, they came together and formed this super group called Fab Five. Yeah, which is all those dudes and La Fleur La Fly Skoshka, which I have no idea what that means, but it's just it's a pretty sweet song. They're just like trading off. All these guys are trading off, you know. You don't, versus, you don't know what that means? No, do you? Yeah. What does it mean? I only like their old stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I don't think they, the Fab Five. I think it's the only song they came out with. Is that? Yeah. So, so that's like the uh, their only stuff. That's kind of like the Dungeon Family. Yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. More like uh the the Bone Thugs family or whatever, Ghetto Cowboy. <laughs> Powder Pete. Powder Pete. <laughs> Can I get a twelve gauge? <laughs> front page. Oh, something every day on the front page. <laughs> uh, the hype for me this week is I just got uh, I just got some new moleskin notebooks and they're real tiny. And that's my that's my notebook of choice. I just got some lime green notebooks. Love new notebooks. I when I get any notebook, I treat it like my precious, my yeah. precious from Lord of the Rings. I don't like to write in it. I just like to look at the blank page, smell them. That's my height. What's your height? The Book of Basketball, the NBA, according to the sports guy, Bill Simmons. Uh, Jigga got this for me for Christmas and um, started reading a little bit of it while he was still here. And then last night I couldn't go to sleep and uh, I went out to the couch and read for about an hour and a half. This is about an 800-page book and it's all about the NBA. And you're thinking, wow, what could be worse? And I'm (laughs) telling you right now. It is really good. I mean, the guy's a good writer. He's got a distinct voice, you know, and it's um I mean, I was talking to some guys last night about the difference like in movies about like chewing gum and steak. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like the difference between like a flick and a film. Yeah. And um and this is a little bit more on the chewing gum side, but it's been a long time since I've read a book that's a little bit chewing gum, but he's got he's got such a great way of of recounting how he Grew up watching basketball at the um, and it, the, the I don't know though I mean I've never read anything like this where it's it's a you know it's about it's just about sports and it's about like why he you know why he makes his decisions of like ranking and all this kind of stuff um, based on his experience and the way he writes it it really um, I feel like I'm there and. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of – so you're going to know – after you read this, you're going to know a lot of history about the NBA you probably didn't know, right? Fuck yeah. It's I'm going to know so much. I'm going to know more than the average bear about the NBA, I'd say, yeah. when I get done with this. And um, 
And so it's going to, you know, it's only going to enhance my, you know, fandom. It's going to enhance my viewing enjoyment when I watch NBA. You I know? figure it was it would hype you up on the NBA. That's why I got it for you. I it yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it hyped me up in the NBA, but it's it's more fun than just reading a book about the NBA. Yeah, it's not just dry. It seemed to me yeah. like I, I read a little bit of it, and it looks like it's like bite-sized pieces. Yeah. So you can just like – Yeah, there's essays and narratives, and um, I've gotten into uh, – I'm only about – let's see, I'm about 40 pages in right now, so um, I just sold out how slow I read. <laughs> it's for about an hour and a half, and I'm only 40 pages in. <laughs> Whatever. I like to absorb it. But um, he's got like good. his, his he, opinions the first, on the greatest players of all time and all that stuff. In there, yeah, and the first chapter, not the foreword of the introduction, but the first chapter is the secret, which he's talking about Isaiah Thomas, and he had slammed Isaiah a lot, and um, ran into this guy who wanted to introduce him to Isaiah while he was <laughs> in Vegas. Yeah, and um, he was really nervous about it, and they wound up meeting and um got through the things that Isaiah took personally about the things that Bill had written about him and everything. Yeah. And then Bill finally asked him, uh, which really ingratiated him with, with Isaiah about what the secret was because Isaiah had mentioned it when he was playing basketball about the secret. And it's the thing that everybody talks about these days. I mean, people talk about it now a lot more than they used to, I think, but about it it's not about basketball. It's not about your stats. It's about how well the team plays together. And if guys are going to sacrifice minutes for the team to win and that kind of stuff. And that's, that's why the, the Pistons won the, the NBA finals when, when he was there, like the team that they, that they formed, they had some trade of some dude that everybody knocked the Pistons for. And they wound up winning the NBA finals because yeah, that was the year they played, uh, they played Lakers, I think. Yeah, yeah, and so um, it's just it, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's I like that it starts out with that because that's one of the, I mean, that's the hottest thing to talk about um, when you know that's the reason that I am so hype on the Rockets and um, because they had that big article about how they're trying to re-engineer the way they keep stats in order to uh, encourage altruism on the court. Yeah. So the anyway, thing I like about Bill Simmons is that. He's he's a sports writer, but he came about it in a different way. Like he just kind of fell into being a sports writer, and he's actually a fan, you know. Which I'm sure other sports writers are fans, but they try to stay objective. He he makes no attempt to try to stay objective. Right, and yeah. that's one of the things he was talking about on on the BS report. Yeah, he's, uh, why he's not a fan. state your bias? Yeah, and so I mean he loves uh, he loves sports, so he, he loves his teams, and he's a big Patriots fan, which you know I can't stand the Patriots. But mm-hmm. you know, I respect the fact that he supports his team, and you know he he gives interesting insights into things because of that. And he'll give people their due. Like he he hated Kobe for a long time, but he's he's warmed up to him now. Is like you know what he's like he's one of the greatest. He even said he even said on one of the BS reports that he's ranked him too low in the book. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Well. He said when he uh, rewrites. I'll it, probably so. disagree with him. On where he ranks him in the book, because I think Kobe should be ranked higher than most people give him. So, on from that, uh, what's not the hype? Uh, just quick, I'm sick again. I rang, I, I rang in 2009 with a cold, and I rang out 2009 with a cold. Yeah. So, so fuck you, fuck 2009. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
promise you uh, not. I... My other hype is running errands. That's all I've done today. Is uh, I got up at 7.30 this morning after going to bed at 6 o'clock this morning. And, uh, and I've been on the go all freaking day. And uh, this is the first time I've sat down to um, relax a little bit. And um, so I don't know. I mean, it's just like one thing after the next. And like invariably, when I have a list of things to do, I'll get halfway done with them and be like, I should probably just call it a day. Yeah, yeah. Like, I you don't want to exert yourself. <laughs> yeah, I have that thing in the back of my head, but I know that like if I if I don't finish the list, that it's just going to be sitting in the back of my head for the rest of the day. But my unwillingness and sloth, you know, yeah. it's almost overwhelming when I'm looking at the list. But I actually got I got the whole list done today, so sweet. I got a new list for tomorrow, but today's list got done. Um. So hype's still out. I got uh, Kevin just hyped me to uh, to um, this game for the iPod called uh, uh, Harbor Master. Yeah. And I just got it. He said buy it. It's ninety nine cents. I got it, and uh, I tried it. Played it once right before we started the show, and I was like, eh. But now it, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, man, I want to go back and play that game. <laughs> It's, it's, it's addictive. Like, it's, you got these little boats, and you have to put them in a harbor, and you can trace a line to make the boat go where you want it to go. And so you have to trace the line to go into the harbor. But you've got multiple boats, so you have to, like, coordinate which boats are going in and which boats are going out. And some boats, you have to make them go in a circle until they <laughs> have time to go in. And it gets just crazy. And it's fun. So, recommend it. Harbor Master. Another iPod, iPhone game for you to check out. I'm- I'm weary of of games like that where you have to trace something out on the touch screen because my fat sausage fingers I always scared that I'm like that I don't do it well because like when I play line up yeah. I mean to hit one block of cubes and yeah. I hit a different one just because it's my thumb. Well, and this so- is it's very simple. It doesn't it's not very complex motion, so I think you'd be fine on it. Yeah. But it's fun. They have a free version too. You might try the free version if you like. I'll definitely try the free version. Yeah. What's it called? Harbor Master? Harbor Master, yeah. Writing it down, as you should too, <laughs> listeners. What's your hype still out? Is it Harbor? Which spelling? H R B O R, I think. I don't know. Just, yeah, you'll sure find it. it. Just search for yeah. it. Um, my hype's still out. Okay, so this happened last night. The, the, the seed was planted, and I thought maybe, just maybe, I should shave my beard. Whoa. Yeah. I know that it would please everybody around me. Um, and it's gotten to the point now where it's a little bit less about function and more about form, and that's never why I had it in the first place. Even Clave was like, man, that thing's getting old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Actually, my mom, when I was down at Christmas, gave me such a hard time that she wound up apologizing to me. Um because she just went on a rant for like 15 minutes about how ugly it is and how nobody likes it and how nobody wants to be around me. Well, <laughs> wow. because, yeah. I wouldn't do that. I think it's fine. It doesn't bother me. Well, I, I mean, it's just it's it's starting to get in the way. It's well, to get in the way. So how long have you had it? About half a year now, I guess. Oh, that's not that long. You can get rid of it. Well, if it was yeah. like a couple of years or something, I'd say no. But. Well, if it was a couple of years, it'd be a lot longer. I'm not going to shave it all the way off. I can't. Uh-uh. Just going to get a goat? 
<laughs> oh, David Brent. Oh, David Brent goat. No, I'm not gonna do that. No? I'm not gonna. I it's think I'm just gonna trim it down to where it still keeps me warm in this cold weather. Little beard. I mean, it doesn't. When when the hair on your face gets messed up because you're wearing a collared shirt and it has to decide whether or not to go over or under the collar, that's when it's time to maybe trim it down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get into the beard game to have a beard. I got into the beard game to be lazy, not have to shave, and stay warm. And so... The beard game. The beard beards, they grow on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My, my web shit, what do we call that? What have you been surfing? What you been surfing? Thanks a lot, Gritty Grizzler. Yeah, uh... uh Tied back in. We're just we're just filleting Bill Simmons on this podcast. Just filleting him. Uh, I just had I've been going to I go to ESPN the most of anything now. ESPN.com. I look at the new news and stuff, and uh, they have he's got a Bill Simmons has got a column on page two on ESPN called the, I think it's called the BS Report as well. And uh, he had a really good one about Tiger on there uh, about Tiger and people being in his business and all this stuff and how how Tiger is. Uh, been this enigmatic character and now he's you know the the mystique has been blown open and all this stuff but anyway bill simmons you're the greatest man to ever live (laughs) well mine's on a little bit of a different tip uh i sent it to you so it's not gonna be new to you but there's a website called nick cage as everyone dot blogspot dot com Nick Cage as everyone dot blogspot dot com. I'm not going to say much more about it. Just go to it and check it out. It's either going to make you laugh or it's going to give you nightmares or both, as it's going to do me. So. Yeah. Also, uh, in that same vein, Sarah Jessica Parker looks like a horse dot com is worth checking out. Uh, Maria hyped me to that. That was a little bit more offensive. But yeah, but the, it's uh, just good nonetheless. Uh. <laughs> That's for haters. Nick Cage is everyone is not for haters. It's for people that like Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's a little hate going on in that side. So. There's a little bit of hate. There's a little bit going on. There. All right, so now are we on to the wrap-up, the thing that nobody cares to hear anymore? Let's do old. it. That's old. Let's do it. Let's, that, that's old. Let's that's old. Let's wrap the year up, and then let's wrap the decade up. Boop-a-doo! Year-end wrap-up. Say goodbye to 2009 with Jigga and Groove. Well, now that 2009 is gone, we can say what we like about 2009 because it's the old stuff. I didn't like anything about it. No? Three on three. We're going to do three on three of the year and three on three of the decade. So we're starting with the year. Three on three, 2009. We didn't put any kind of requirements on this. Apparently, Groove... Gave me the suggestion and then changed it on me and didn't tell me what he changed it to. So my I shit. Do, I'm doing. Right. I'm doing three on three for the year. Okay, you're not it's, doing it for the decade. Well, I've got a list <laughs> for the decade, but it's just it's not exactly three on three. All right, then. It'll be all right. All right, yeah. fine. Me. Uh, so, so why don't you start it off with first uh, the three on three? Okay, I'm gonna go bottom three. Okay, bottom three. What? Missed. Movie opportunities. Movies that I wanted to see in the theater, but I didn't for some reason or another. Maybe the movie wasn't in a theater near me. Maybe it was, but I just didn't go. Either way, I didn't see it, and I'm going to catch it on DVD. Okay? Number three is Moon. 
Yes, I want to see that too. I was thinking about that today. Sam Rockwell, three years solo on a moon. Craziness ensues. Yes. Um, number two is Tyson. Oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tyson. And number one is obviously the Hurt Locker. Oh, yeah, man. That's that comes all three out on DVD on January 12th. And that, that movie got a lot of buzz and then didn't do well at the box office. So. Dude, it's gotten – I was looking, you know I mean, because I was trying to look at stuff on the internet, just like lists and stuff to kind of jog my memory of, of these types of things. And because um, it's hard for me to think of a, a whole year back, much less a decade. And um, and it's on – it's in like the top five, top ten of most all, you know, top movies in 2009. Yeah, a lot of people – some people put it as number one. I mean, it's it's supposed to be really good. And mm-hmm. I love that director. She did, she did Strange Days, which is one of my sort of cult classic favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also did Point Break. <laughs> Which is an awesome movie in its own right. Well, apparently it's like the best. You know, it's one. Of, it's one of the best war movies by a lot of people's standards. Yeah. So, that's my bottom three. Miss movie opportunities. Um, you don't well, have to do bottom three if you don't want to. I'm going to start with the top three. I'm going to do my top three video games of 2009. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, honorable mention to Modern Warfare 2. I haven't had it long enough. So and I didn't really start playing it until this year. So and that's one um, that's on everybody's list, anyways. So. Yeah, it's it would have been my top. It'll probably be my top of 2010. Um, but uh, number three, Fallout Three. Okay. <laughs> Had a great time with that. Love. Art, you that. saying that Fallout Three is number three only hypes me to hear what number two and number one are. Yeah, yeah. You, you because might when that game came out, everybody that was playing it said game of the year. Yeah. So. It's awesome. It's really good. I want to get the downloadable content. If you like playing games, we talked about it on the show before. Um, yeah, we talked about so. it enough. Uh, number two is Words with Friends. Booyah! Been playing that over the holidays. Uh, I don't think we t- have we talked about it on the podcast. I'm, I'm pretty sure we did because we said yeah. what our yeah we said what our our tags were. Yeah. Seriously, oh yeah, yeah, folks, yeah, 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 yeah. If you've got an iPhone t- uh, iPhone or an iPod Touch, download Words with Friends. Hit us up. Yeah, Deadman PD and Scooter Eater. Yeah, so challenge us. It's Scrabble, and basically turn-based Scrabble. It's awesome. It's really fun. And number I got one, seven games going right now. One, number one, my game of the year, personal game of the year, the game I had the most Scroll. fun with and played the most. Mm-hmm. Word Foo for the iPod. Booyah! Word Foo. Enjoyed that game. Best dollar I ever spent. Actually, it was free. I didn't even spend a dollar on it. I tell you what, we need to give props to Jebediah Scooter for getting in the top three with 45 second start time. Yeah, congrats to him. Yeah, uh, big big. Oh man, we, out of our out of our group of friends, there's like five of us that are in the top three uh, on the worldwide leaderboards. Uh, Which is different game. categories, in case you were doing the math. Different, different times and stuff. But like Grizzler. Our buddy Josh is number one. He's the world champion in one of the categories, and I'm number two in one of them. Nice. Yeah, but that I had a lot of fun with that game, and I'll probably go back to it. I got a little burnt out on it because it really just fries your brain after you play it for a long time, but um, really good. But, you know, in general, the iPod, buying the iPod, that's just changed my gaming habits. I really like playing these little little games. They're fun. They're fun in the way that the Atari was fun back in the day, you know? Like, they're not complex. They're game snacks. Yeah, little snacks. Little snacks. 
You know, sometimes I like I'll play when I go to bed at night. I'll just play a couple games, and then put the iPod by the bed. You know, just yeah. I try to I try to update all my you know words with friends and chess with friends games before I go to bed. Yeah, because I found that I can't really multitask when I'm looking at the chessboard or the words with friends board. Like I need to kind of focus on it to at least match a you know words together. Yeah. So. That's cool. Nice list. Thanks. Um, top three movies of 2009 that I saw in the theater. Right. Okay, so this is not – the movie itself, all of them are good, um, but but it was the experience of having it in the theater that, that got it on the list. Okay? And I've got four, actually. Well, I've got I'll, – I'll give three and then an honorable mention. Number three is Star Trek. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Good choice. I mean, super hype when it came out. And I didn't. Well, okay. Number two is The Informant with mm, Matt Damon. Really? Yeah. A lot of it was that I didn't know the story before I went in. Yeah. And um, and it's it's a habit now of mine to try. If it's based on a true story, I'd, I'd try to do no research yeah. before the, before I go so I can have fun. And I am so grateful that I didn't. When I went into this movie, because it just kept going on and on and on and getting more and more absurd, and my jaw kept going lower and lower to the floor with just like, "Are you kidding me? Are you serious?" Matt Damon did great, and it was it was so it was it was well done to the point. I mean, it was kind of like a Coen Brothers film, and I've already said that, um, so I'll just let it be. But I walked out of there really surprised at how much I enjoyed it, which is why it's on the list. And number one is obviously Avatar. Right. Uh, because it being in the theater, seeing it in the theater, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to own it uh, on DVD or Blu-ray or anything like that because I can't imagine that experience being recreated. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's already made a billion dollars. In 17 days, it made a billion dollars. tell you, James Cameron, you, you, you know, I doubted him. You should never doubt him. If you get a chance Don't to put some money down on James Cameron. Don't, I want to buy stock in James Cameron. Yeah. I, hey, hey, uh, I'm going to make this movie. I think I need $500 million to do it. No, yeah, just one movie, $500 million. Give yeah. that to me. I swear you'll make your money back. You'll make a billion dollars back. You're gonna make you're gonna make more than a billion dollars if you just give me five hundred million right now. I'm just gonna make one movie. It's we're kind of making shit up as we go because most of this money is gonna go to developing the technology to make this movie. But I promise you won't be disappointed. Fuck that. I can't believe it. But it was awesome. So, and then my honorable mention is I love you, man. With Paul oh yeah, yeah, Seagull. I. I really like Paul Rudd and just the right amount of self-deprecation, just the right amount of, uh, you know, charm and comedy, comedy timing, really good. So I enjoyed going to see it in the theater. I left saying, wow, it was more fun than I thought it was going to be. So top three movies in the theaters. <clears throat> um, I'm going to do sort of the same thing. These are my top three movies of the year, but I just so happened to see all of these in the theater. I went to the movies a lot more this year than I did last year. I think part of it is because of, uh, you know, my girlfriend likes to go to the movies. So, yeah, uh, I went to a lot, saw a lot of kids' movies because uh, a lot of times the kids are with us. But you know, there was some good stuff out of that too. But um, my honorable mentions, I'm going to give an honorable mention to The Hangover 
just because it surprised me. I thought it was going to be stupid, and it was really funny and, and yeah. well-acted and, and just a little different than I expected. Well, all four of those guys have a different take on comedy, and I think that's what made it so so well done. Well, it didn't fall into the stereotypes you would think. You know, like I really thought Zach Galifianakis was going to be the crazy fat friend. Yeah. And he wasn't. The character he played was totally uh, human and funny and, and, and weird and uh, I don't know. The whole Ni- Nice great. to the people that are mean to him and mean to the people that are nice to him. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just an interesting character. Um, the other honorable mention is Up, which I totally didn't expect to affect me the way it did. It really, like, really got me. I really Greatest montage in movie history. Oh, that one that yeah, it, the, the opening, that, the opening montage that in itself is Crushed a me. one of is that that montage is the best film of the year. <laughs> right there. Just powerful, just powerful, really good. Um, number three is, and this movie has gone up on my list since I saw it because it took me a time to, like, it took me a while to like process it and soak it in. Uh, a, a notorious fight we've had over this one. Where the wild things are. Oh God. Um, cool. I just 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 see it. Make your own opinions on it. No, um, I will. Not you. You shouldn't see it. You're not allowed no. to. All right. Um, I won't. Number two, Avatar, and totally surprised me as well. Trailers been doing me wrong lately. Trailers have been doing me wrong. <laughs> you know, like I'm not trusting trailers anymore. I I I love trailers, but that trailer looked terrible, and the movie was really good. I enjoyed it. And uh, number one for me is Inglorious Bastards. I knew it was coming. I think it's Quentin Tarantino's second best movie. And after Pulp Fiction? Yeah, after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And I, I think it may be his most well-made movie overall. I think it may be more well-made and well-put together than Pulp Fiction. But just really good, and I, I, I look forward to seeing it again. So that's that's that. Nice. What was your last one? Top three <clears throat> moments of 2009. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, now I'm wondering how to order these. Um, the, yeah, I'll say... Starting the shit. These are all so monumental yeah. that um, it's really hard to put them in order. Okay? Okay. Um, so I'll just say these in a in an order. <laughs> uh, got engaged. Hi. My candidate got the presidency. Hi. And I only liked her old stuff. Began recording podcasts and quickly became the best podcast on iTunes. Yeah, that's shocking that we've really achieved that. Um, I didn't know that. That's good to know. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, nobody expected it. <laughs> Let me get... Yeah, they didn't, uh, and they still don't. Um, I uh, <laughs> Let me give you a little bit of advice. Let's go ahead and bump uh, you getting engaged to number one. That's what I – no, obviously. We want to, uh, you know, we, the, the, lady, the lady person in your life, she's going to be happier with you for saying yeah. that. She's not uh-huh. listening ever, but – No, but, some, but somebody will hear it and will tell on you. Obviously, that's somebody will tell Delaney will hear it and will call her up and tell on you. No, yeah. he won't. He will. You will. You I, will. I, well, I will, but I'll say that I'm Delaney. <laughs> uh, okay. 
So is that your you you done with that? I'm done with 2009, baby. All right, my last one is bottom bottom three of the year. Bottom three trends trends that need to just go away. Uh, number three, the black Asshole. eyed peas. Get the fuck out of here! Get out of here! Get out of here! It's your catchy hooks. We're playing my birthday party. I got a feeling. <laughs> that is the that's the best song of the year though, right there. I got that boom boom mow. Mow boom boom mow. What a bunch I got of fucking some nonsense lyrics that just came to my head, and I'm gonna say them out loud. This is such a revolutionary video. No, it's not. It's not. What? It's not. It looked like it was made in '99. Yeah, badly. Um, <laughs> number two is genie pants coming back, and not just genie pants. These have you seen these jeans that have the low crotch in them? Well, I saw them on the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, jeans with like a crotch that's like an inch off the ground. It's like this long crotch on these jeans, like acid washed jeans. It's like a with sixty inch inseam. Oh, terrible! Which, um, honorable mention right there: skinny jeans. Get that out of here too. Yeah, I'm not as I'm not as as angry about skinny jeans as I am. Because you're because you are more likely to wear skinny jeans. Well, I could wear skinny jeans. That's the thing. I could. <laughs> I'd like to see you in a pair of skinny. Actually, uh, I would not like to see you in a pair. You of skinny did. Jeans. You saw me in a pair of skinny khakis. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> the, the button was about to pop off, like in that subway commercial. <laughs> Kill somebody. Um, <clears throat> number one. Uh, trend of the year that needs to go away. Worst trend of the year is internet douchebaggery. Man, it, good luck. Internet douchebaggery. That's not a manifestation of 2009. No, no, no. But it is. It, it it's hit its peak this year. Just the I've just been discouraged by all the racist shit on the internet, all the fucking just bullshit out there, and it's just it's just gotten out of control. I think you should have a license to use the internet. Um. But that's, that's number one. Yeah, I am fascist in that way. <laughs> well, uh, I think just when you thought I couldn't get any worse, 2010 is going to bring you a whole new internet douchebaggery. It is. Some new meme that's going to be acceptable on the internet. It's just going to be horrible. All right, so what about the decade? How are you going to ruin this? I ruined it by doing four different top fives. Oh, but they're all—they're all one thing. All right, what are they? How do we? How are we going to do this then? Uh, you do all of yours. I'll do all of mine, or I'll do all of mine. You do all of yours. I'll do all of mine first, since yours sounds better. It's uh, it's it's all top five albums. Uh, and there's okay. four well, four I, different categories. I'm going to do bottom three, uh, okay. tr- uh, on the same tip. Bottom three trends of the decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Fox News coming to prominence. <laughs> Just bullshit. Just bullshit. Um, number two, uh, <laughs> what? Why are you so loud? Why are you laughing? It's just, just so. Oh, just not. Uh, <laughs> it's just bullshit. It's just, just bullshit. bullshit. Just bullshit. Is, You're talking is. shit, Jay. I gotta. I gotta think that the fucking the people that watch it know it too. They can't. They don't. They think they it's do. legit. They, they have to know. They don't. That's the sad thing. They don't. They have to know. They don't. Um, yeah. Number two is uh, and there's some good things about this. Next one, but in general, uh, reality TV taking over. 
<laughs> with the good comes a lot of bad. A lot more bad came with it than good, I think. I'm just tired of reality TV. Some of it I like to watch, but... What, what do you like to watch? What What do you watch? If you're well, watch I've watched... Uh, man, i watched The Real World the first, like, four seasons as they happen. Yeah, but that's know? not The Real World. That's not... Uh, you're not watching that these days. What do you No, well, that's days? changed. It used to be really good, and now it's just uh, a bunch of drunk house. I don't know. I like Survivor okay, but I don't watch it anymore. Yeah. I think it's it's a cool show. Um, I I liked some of the VH1 reality stuff until it just got totally ridiculous. Um, I don't know. So you don't watch reality TV? I don't watch the the, the nah. In general, I don't anymore. I used to, but I don't anymore. Yeah, I'm just I just got burnt out on it. I don't and, uh, see one of the one of the biggest trends of the aughts or the uh, the decade was the um, the talent show reality show yeah see i don't get into that i just no no i just don't i like that i do like i like top chef that's kind of like that that's a good show i was that i would still i would still put that in the category of competition reality educational (laughs) competition yeah um and number one trend bad trend of the decade the black eyed peas (laughs) they were good in the 90s and then Fergie jumped on the scene in the 2000s. Just ruined it. Ruined it. Fergie just bullshit. Just, that's old. That's just bullshit. That's old. That's old. We have talked about the Black Eyed Peas on this podcast more than any other topic in the history. Second, of first, second place is Bill Simmons. <sighs> Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just in one <laughs> podcast we've done that. Uh, I'm talking about our podcast, every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, next one. Top three movies of the decade for me, um, and uh, you kept it to three, huh? Yeah, I kept it to three because that's what the rules were. So I that's followed the rules. Brave. That's brave. That's um, good. Yeah, you're, uh, you're a braver man than I am. I started doing. I, I my aim was to do top three albums of the decade. Yeah, and I just I just fucking I just. You just copped fell, out. I fell apart. You I just I totally out. fell apart. Yeah. You just copped out. It was out. hard okay. enough to put twenty albums on. All right, go ahead. Number three, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give an honorable mention to a movie I just watched recently, but I think is like really important for the decade. Um, United ninety three. Okay. Because you know September 11th was such a defining moment in the decade, um, and that movie is. If you haven't seen it, you you haven't seen it, have you? No, but I've heard you. Say what you're about to say. I'm sure. Yeah, just just watch it, man. It's good. It's it's a really good movie. Really respectful. Uh, so I will mention that. Uh, number three is uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. And that's a movie that I haven't seen in a while, but I want to go back and see it. I think it really. Um, I put it on there because I think it represents some of the the good uh, experimental type stuff people were doing. Yeah. This decade uh, just with story. Um, you know, the whole, I don't, did Charlie Kaufman write that one? I think he did. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like some of his other stuff, Adaptation is another one that's Dude, he is, he is one of the best screenwriters of the decade. Cre- yeah, just, just gave a voice to the decade. Not, it's not just rehashing stuff from the other decades, you know. I watched um, Adaptation, uh, like three weeks ago and I yeah. was just floored again. I mean, this is these movies. I wouldn't expect you to watch them too often because these, I assume, are the movies that like hold such a place that watching them too much would kind of denigrate their value. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's Michelle Gondry did Eternal Sunshine. Who's Michelle Gondry? Should be noted for uh, being, you know, 
doing some really good music videos. Um, and Illuminari. Just, yeah, a, a visionary director. <laughs> number two. I know what number one is. I know what number one is. You know what number one is? Oh, yeah. man, I might have picked the wrong one. Um, Watch. Number two is uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. And just, man, I love that movie. My favorite movie by Wes Anderson is Rushmore, but it was 98, I think, 99. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, no matter how much you love to hate Wes Anderson groupies, you yeah. still got to love that movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just a great movie. Um, and number one movie of the decade is Traffic. Really? Yep. Huh. Traffic I would have thought Steven. The Watchmen. Yeah. No, you, no, no, no. No, you didn't see that. That's I didn't right. see that, yeah. Uh, Traffic <laughs> by Steven Soderbergh. Man, that movie is awesome. It's awesome for the year that year. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. Man. And I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you know that's how that's my it. number one movie of the year. Benicio, performances. Yeah. yeah, it's got Benicio del Toro in it, who's had some great performances this decade and I don't Every know. Yeah. So that's that. Um <clears throat> and then my top three albums of the decade. Whew. Tough, tough one. And I'm sure I'm not doing it quite maybe the best justice here, but I'm going to give honorable mention to the Shins Shoots Too Narrow. Okay. The album that got me into the Shins. Not a perfect album, but really good. A lot of good songs on there. Um, okay. <clears throat> M.I.A.'s Kala album. Okay. Second album. Could could have gone with her first album, even. Could have. Number three is uh, In Rainbows by Radiohead. Okay. I love that album. Uh, also, you know, Tom York's album could kind of be tied on there. Their race really good. I fucking, that's one that I missed. Yeah. I didn't, put, I don't have that on my list and I am wrong for that. Those two are really, those two can be taken together. So they, they sort of play off some of the same themes and stuff. Um, two is good news for people who love bad news by modest mouse. Yep. The, the modest mouse people, the modest mouse fans who only like their old stuff probably see that as the turning point when they've really sold out. But that Fuck is a great that. album. That is a great album. Really well done. Um, best production on any of their albums, I think, on that album. Yep. And number one is my number one album of the decade is Funeral by the Arcade Fire. Cannot that, argue. Great. Just every song on that album just crackles and just is great. I mean, I compare it to Neon Bible, which I like okay, but it just does not hold a candle to Funeral. Just, I don't know. Maybe they're not going to make another album that's that good again. Who knows? But maybe we'll just be liking their old stuff. But that album, love it. It was on the top of lots of lists. Yeah, lots of lists well, and lots of like snobby lists too. Yeah, in a decade where a lot of stuff was just sort of uh, rehashing the '80s and I guess some of the '90s, it really had its own kind of sound, you know. This mm-hmm. kind of, you know, and, and I mean, there's other groups like the Shins and Modest Mouse and uh, even Death Cab for Cutie and those that are kind of putting a folk sensibility back into indie rock, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, and sort of multiple different types of instruments and instruments you wouldn't normally think of being rock instruments. But anyway, that's enough about that. That's, those are good. Good list. Good decade Thanks. roundup there. It was a tough I mean, one. It was very tough. You're a better man than I for being able to pick three. 
Well, there you go. Not in all, not in all senses, just in being able to pick three. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, so I don't have um, – I didn't put these in in order. I've got top five hip-hop hip hop of the decade, uh, which is uh, pretty flexible considering who's on there. Um, top five musical music albums, top five fun albums, and top five albums I didn't have a category for. I'll start with the top five hip-hop of the decade for me. Yes. And this is not one through five in order of like how good it is. Just It's a, just a collection. Okay. And this actually has six. It's the only one that has six. Um, I've got the Carter, Lil Wayne. That's when he, saw, you know, there's the claim that he had a ghostwriter for that album. Um, yes. However, it was the turning point. It's when he got cool. Um, yeah. how, but <clears throat> the Carter 2 was the major success. The Carter 1 was really where that success came from. That's where it started. He, 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 his delivery completely changed on that album. It's really good. Um, Common, like Water for Chocolate, uh, my wow. favorite album, and it snuck in there. It was released in 2000. Uh, <laughs> Clips, Lord Willen, um, I don't know, warm spot in my heart for that, that duo right there. Uh, Malice and Pusha T. T.I.'s King, which I assume when I said that that you would rebut with Paper Trail. Well, I didn't it's, listen to King, so I have no no well, reference for it. But I love Paper Trail. Yeah, and King has a lot of the the radio singles um, yeah. that got popular too. But it's um, overall, I like King better than Paper Trail. But that's not to say Paper Trail isn't great. Um, but for the sake of this list, is what I was keeping the f- the first real good of these guys. Yeah. And Kanye West, the college dropout, um, still my favorite Kanye West album. And this was when Kanye was actually cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is before he went crazy. Before he uh, wore, wore out his walk. But we, I mean, we sat around. I can remember with Grizzlo, Grizzles sitting around and just listening to that album, just fucking nodding our heads and going on every single line. It was so good. Yeah. And um, the last one. Uh, it's the one you hyped me to. It's the Streets' original pirate material. Even though A Grand Don't Come For Free is... It, it, ideally, it's, a, it's better. It's a better album, but Pirate Radio has this sort of rawness to it. It's what set it up. Yeah. For, you, know, you can't have A Grand Don't Come For Free without original pirate material first. And um, Man, and you need to catch up with his other two albums, too. Not nearly as good, but there's some good stuff on it. The Streets, yeah. it's good, good. I'm glad you got that on there. I was wondering if you were going to get that in there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll go um, top five albums I don't have a category for. The Flaming Lips, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Yeah. Um, it's just enjoyable. Uh, it brings back a lot of specific memories. Um, my Morning Jacket, Z. These guys rock the fucking stage when they're live, and this was the album that convinced me to go see them live. Um, <clears throat> the Postal Service Give Up. Oh yeah, that one. Um, you know, I yes. mean, come on, that could have been on my list. I don't listen to it today, but shit, when that thing came out, that was all I was listening but to. But you will listen to it again. I mean, yeah, I'll it. listen to it again. I just ha- I haven't been, you know, I haven't like pulled it out and listened to it, um, and. Surprisingly, uh, you know, the Shins wincing the night away. I thought that's what you would have, because it is the best Shins album. 
Um, but I can see why you have. Um, what, yeah, oh, it's my favorite Shins album, and I think it's the best Shins album. But I just I think that Shoots Too Narrow represents the decade more as far as their music, you know. Okay, no, it, it's that's what was on the Garden State soundtrack. That's what got a lot of people listening to the Shins for good reason. Yeah, good reason. Um, and uh, fifth on albums I don't have a category for is Joanna Newsom, The Milk Eyed Mender. If I, you know, it's fifty fifty. The people that listen to it, some people are gonna as soon as she starts singing, walk away from it, and the other people are gonna be like, "Holy shit! Wow, this is interesting," and wind up really, really liking it. So, um, those are all notable and need to be on there. Um, top five uh, musical music albums, and I say musical music because these albums, I just um, they either touch me, like you know the way that music can do something that nothing else can, or I listen to them because I am impressed by their musicianship. Um, Band of Horses, Everything All the Time is the first Band of Horses album. Uh, Bon Iver, or Bon Iver, I guess as people pronounce it, is the right way to pronounce it, but I say Bon Iver. Uh, The album's called For Emma Forever Ago. Dude got dumped by this girl, went up to the Minnesota in a cabin in the middle of the winter and read this album and came out with something really, really good. I put Modest Mouse uh, Moon in Antarctica on that because um, I agree with you that good news for people who love bad news is better, but this is the first Modest Mouse album I listened to, and it really uh, sets the bar. For anybody, it's more, I think it's it's pretty accessible. Um TV on the radio, Return to Cookie Mountain. <clears throat> uh, Panda Bear, Person Pitch, and as you put it, uh, Arcade Fire Funeral, which probably yeah. comes out. It, over all of these, it probably does come out near the top. If it's not Panda Bear at number one, uh, close second is, is Arcade Fire's Funeral. It really is that good. Um, and then the top five fun albums. Have a lot of fun listening to these. <laughs> Daft Punk's Discovery, um, Harder, Stronger, Faster is on yeah. that album. Um, the Avid Brothers, Emotionalism. The Animal Collective's Meriwether Post Pavilion, which is the most recent. And it's, I mean, it's so hype. I mean, it's so hype. That is uh, a good album, yeah. It really is. It's really um, good. Justin Timberlake, Future Sex, Love Sounds. Mm, yeah, that was good. I could put that on there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It gets you ready to dance. You could throw in Justified in there, too. I don't care. You fuck it. Why not? I think Justified was in the 90s, though. That's, oh, was it? I I think... No, no maybe it's not. I'm probably No, not. there's no way. They were and still in sync in the 90s. The number one... Definitely number one top five fun albums is Kala, M.I.A. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, you can't help but smile when you put that on and just start grooving. Yeah, some good beats on there. Mm-hmm. Arular is really good, too. It is. So that is my decade in 20 albums. There you go. There, our pretentious <laughs> podcast is nearly at its end. <laughs> it's at its peak, for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry, too. 
I hope you had a good decade. I know you enjoyed this year because we came on the scene and you didn't know how much you needed us until you started listening. So welcome to I Only Like Their Old Stuff 2010. We're going to be funnier. We're going to be better. And who knows, we might be even longer. Don't go promising anything. I don't, <laughs> I don't like, I don't feel comfortable with that. You're right. We might be better. We, we might be just the same. For yeah, probably not. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, me too. Happy New Year.